Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people, loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. I feel like my ears are like a, an ephod of the Old Testament. Like I put it on when I pray, but I shouldn't have it on when I pray. <laughs> Well, uh, boys and girls, now is the time for Sermon in the Sack. Can you come on down? And I think we have a wonderful young lady who's brought the sermon. Oh, there's the bag. Come on up, Quinn. Come on, boys and girls. And if you're a teenager, you're more than welcome to come down too. Like, you're not out of this. Come on down. Are you a pirate? How are you? <laughs> come on down, boys. It's okay. Oh, you want to sit here? Okay, Lily, come on down. <laughs> well, uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, of the jury, <laughs> um, this is Sermon in the Sack. And uh, boys and girls, if, if you, it's been a while since we've done Sermon in the Sack. There's a few rules, right? There's a few rules of Sermon in the Sack. And uh, can one of you give me one of those rules? Yes. You don't remember, do you? It's okay. What's in the bag cannot be alive. <laughs> I'm looking at Grandma here. Uh, okay. And it can't be dead. So it can't be alive and it can't be dead. And what's the other rule? It can't be dangerous, so I, I cannot, nobody can get harmed. Does, does, does it pass inspection? <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you for the first time. This is Quinn. She's awesome. You're awesome, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, you got banana on your shoe. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I do that a lot, too. Yeah, are you ready to show everybody what's in the bag? You want to? Your grandma, she like taped it over. It's like Fort Knox over here. My goodness. <laughs> Is it alive? Is it alive, Quinn? <gasps> what do we got? What do we got? Um, uh, it's a what? It's a cat. Can I see your cat? This is her cat. When did you get this cat? <laughs> the wonderful place where you can buy groceries and stuffed animals. What does it have a name? You wanted to name it what? Uh, kitty cat. <laughs> you wanted to name it Kitty Cat, but your grandma wanted to name it Midnight. No. No. Kitty Cat. Oh, Kitty Cat. Okay. No. Titty Ted, I'm sorry. My apologies. I, I, I'm deciphering kid right now. <laughs> so, uh, did, did you na actually give it a name? I named it Midnight. Midnight? I like Midnight. That's a really cool name. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I see Midnight? Now, does Midnight... Midnight Titty Tat. This is Midnight... Uh, Lily, I want to introduce you to Midnight Titty Tat. Very, very nice kitty cat from Aldi, right? As you can tell, I'm stalling because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a Bible story. I don't know if there's a Bible story with a cat in it. <laughs> no, but I tell you what, there is, a, there is a Bible story that happens really late at night. So you said midnight, right? 
midnight titty tat. There is a Bible story that happens really late at night. And uh, boys and girls, Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying over uh, his situation, his life. And it was really, really dark, and it was really rough for him. And that was the place in which Judas, one of his friends that he trusted, came and betrayed him with a kiss. And that's when Jesus got arrested. All of Jesus' friends ran away from him. Do you have friends? Yeah. I hope so. I have a bunch. You have a bunch. Well, sometimes friends run away from us. There's one friend by the name of Peter. It was in the darkness at night that he denied Jesus three times. He denied knowing Jesus. He was his friend. Have any of you had friends that have said, you're not my friend anymore? How about the adults in the room? Have you had, who are looking at your phones and looking at me like I'm a strange person with three heads, have you ever had friends that have denied knowing you? Is that pretty hard? Pretty rough? No? You're, you're pretty, pretty cool with that, huh? High five. All right. Well... Peter loved Jesus, actually. And Jesus loved Peter. Peter denying Jesus three times after Jesus resurrected from the dead because he died on the cross for our sins and he resurrected from the dead three days later. Jesus and Peter had this conversation about that midnight moment when Peter denied Christ publicly. Jesus loved Peter a lot. Peter had some difficult times with denying Jesus. Peter needed forgiveness. And Jesus offered that to him. He said, even though you had that midnight moment where you denied me, where you said you weren't my friend, I still love you. I still care for you. Come back to the family. Come back to me, to relationship with me. I think all of us, at one point or another, Quinn, I think this is really good, all of us, at one point or another, have had a midnight moment with God. Where we chose something that wasn't what God wanted for our life, and we felt really, really bad about that. God wants to have that conversation to forgive our midnight moment. My mom always said, nothing good happens after midnight. She was right. I got into a lot of trouble. <laughs> That's where most of my mistakes occurred. But God can forgive us. He can cleanse us from that midnight moment, from that sin. He can do that for you. Thank you for sharing midnight titty tat from Aldi. That's the origin. Do you want, do you want midnight titty tat back? Okay. Now, boys and girls, when you're upstairs, you guys have a moment where you pray. Can you show me how that looks, what you guys do? You, you do this, you do jazz fingers, jazz, and then you put your hands together. Can, can all of us in the room, can we do, can we, let's, let's, again, we're, today's, be a kid, right? One, two, three, put them together, bow your head, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Jesus, that you truly do desire relationship and friendship with us. You didn't die for religion. You didn't resurrect for religion. You resurrected and died for relationship. That we might be able to have conversations with you and follow you. I don't know who in this room needs forgiven of their midnight moment or midnight moments. But Lord, remind them that you can forgive us maybe it's sometimes we need to forgive ourselves too bless you Jesus come into our life bring light into our midnight it is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray today amen boys and girls awesome awesome thank you let me get my little clicker here where'd it go
because I'm kind of lost in the service. There we go. I'm lost in the service. Boys and girls, what? Uh-oh. What? Nope. Kids can go back, you boys and girls. Head back to your seat. Thank you, Quinn. Can we say thank you, Quinn? High five, kiddo. Awesome. You're so awesome. Bye, Lily. Bye. You're all right. What? What? Oh, this is not fair. Bye, boys and girls. Oh, well, you want them here? I'm confused. Is it duck season or rabbit season? I don't know. <laughs> What is this? What are you doing? Just oh, man. Are you kidding? You can talk. Go ahead. Yeah, it's on. All right. And uh, can we get one more for your dress? Yeah, let's make sure that. It's red, Grandpa. Check, check, one, two. Let me, let me see it. No, I can just see. Grandpa, right it's red. Red. One, two, one, two, one, two, three. There we go. All right, we got Amy up here. Hi, Quinn. See, that's so cool. Aw, can you show the, show? Here, come on up. That's really cool. Aw. You want to help? Come on up. You got it? Man, that's awesome. You know what? <laughs> that's so cool. High five, Quinn. Thank you. Thank you. Aw, there's Emma and there's Kaylee and T and Charlotte and Dino and wow, you guys, Tessa's up there. That's so cool. Hey, thank you guys. That's man, that's so meaningful. Aw. Yeah, she gets flowers. <laughs> You can't, you can't write this stuff. This is awesome. Perfect. On cue. On cue. That's your kid. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. Here, Grandpa's got a microphone for you. Probably not. Grandpa, we're still not on. He, he said, wait a minute. Man, I tell you what, we embrace the awkward around here. You just roll with the punches. There, here you go, bro. Yeah. We're working out. Good, good. <laughs> I guess I won't yell as much. So also, everybody has gifts. Um, if anyone did forget their cards, you know, uh, you can keep bringing them in and turn them in. Sandy? Or Sandy? Or, or Steven. Uh -huh. So you can have gifts for uh, Steven, Amy, Matthew, and Chris yeah. as well. So wow. here you go. Present this. Thank you. Thank you. That's really sweet. So, <laughs> bring, get the no, bring up. Nobody's get the bring up, Dennis. I didn't say you could talk, bro. <laughs> I don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. You don't. I don't either. <laughs> Man. Nah. I know. I love you, bro. Okay. Uh -oh. So when I walked in this morning, Sandy asked me if I'd say a prayer for Stephen and Amy and Matthew and all them. That's kind of dangerous at the last second. Go ahead and sit down. This is going to take a while. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be as long as my sermons? They gave me a microphone, no time limit, and they want me to pray for a guy dressed in a bunny suit. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen, Eugene? <laughs> Give us more, right? <laughs> I'm getting much sweatier right now. He is. I can smell him. You ought to say that. <laughs> so let's say a prayer. I, I, I do want to say a prayer for Stephen and Amy and Matthew and Chris and all their kids. So, okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this opportunity. Even though he's dressed like this, please forgive him, Lord. But we do thank you for this family, for this church family. Um, you created this, Lord. Yeah. And this is perfect. 
and Stephen and Matthew as our leaders, and we thank you for them. And we, we, we just look so forward to, um, to everything that's coming up this next year and everything that's happened over the past year. Lord, I especially want to lift up Matthew. Yes. He's going to need your love and mercy and your guidance. Um, just be with him while he's gone, and we look so forward to his testimonies when he comes back. Yes, Lord. It's going to be awesome, Lord. And we also want to lift up Stephen to where you give him the strength to make it through this next year. Hmm. Um, just be with him, Lord. Lord, we're, we're, we're so thankful for this church family. That's what I really want to lift up. And, and yes. Stephen and Matthew as our leaders, mm. and Amy and Chris mm -hmm. as their um, family also. And, and we, we just pray. We are so thankful for everything you've done for us, Lord. And we just pray that you will be with Stephen and Matthew every step of the way and help us to support them and to be with them. And we pray all this in your son Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, my son. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really evil. <laughs> Man, uh, I, Sandy knows I don't do very well with stuff like this. So, um, But I've also been trying to teach other people to take compliments. And I, I want to say thank you very, very much from, from the bottom of our hearts. We're, uh, we're nine, nine years in, working on ten. And um, we have been humbled and grateful every step of the way. We've met new faces uh, through the journey, and um, man, we want to just say thank you, and we love you. We really do love you, and uh, I'm grateful that the Lord, He knew what He was doing way, way back in 2013. Uh, he knew what He was doing way back in 2010 when He called me to be a pastor, and uh, He definitely knows what He's doing right now in 2022, because I don't, um, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the encouragement and uh, for your prayers. You're awesome. Boys and girls, can we say thank you to them? One, two, three. Thank you. That's so cute. All right. You may, you may go back to your seat. And I'd like to, uh, I'm going to put this over here. I'm going to hang that up upstairs uh, here in this week. I would like to call Kelly. Kelly, Euless, would you mind coming down for a moment? Um, yeah, thanks, Grandpa, for switching that out. Yeah, applaud her walking up the stairs. That's so, that's so good. Way to go. <laughs> I didn't fall. You did such fall. a great job. Thank, Thank you, you for not falling. Thank you. Uh, if, if, you if you don't know, this is, this is Kelly. Uh, uh, Kelly Euless, um, she belongs with the family that sits over here, <laughs> and the family that sits over there, um, and and life group family. Uh, it, this is a this is a new segment um, in our We Sunday. We'll see how long it lasts. We'll do it every time that we we do it, unless we don't do it. Um, but uh, it's battle ready, and it comes right out of uh, out of scripture. Uh, there's a moment in Deuteronomy where it says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God." The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And I have highlighted here, it says, These command commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols around your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. Uh, the idea of being battle ready is to getting, getting our kids and ourselves ready for battle. Uh, as we'll hear a little bit, David stepped into battle with five smooth stones. And he was a young man. And so I asked Kelly, I said, Kelly, um, would you be willing to, to share a few things as a mom and as a parent, you're, how, how, what age groups are your kids, Kelly? Currently. Cur currently, <laughs> yes. Uh, 2, 10, and 18. 2, 10, and 18, and, and Aubrey came in at 16, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you, you literally dealt with a teenager out the gate. Um, 2, 10, so different age groups. And Kelly, I know you're very intentional 
with your kids. Um, and so there are a lot of parents out here who are probably wondering, hey, wh- how do you at least try to um, teach your kids in the way of the Lord and, and grow them spiritually throughout the week? And, and admittedly, Kelly said, I'm not really good at this. I'm not perfect. And I said, no, no one's perfect. But what we want to do is we want to try to tool each other and encourage each other. So what are some things that you do with your young ones, with Zadie and Tessa, that, that lead them? Um, so I do this, I mean, I do Aubrey as well, but um, we pray before every meal together. I think, I know this is what I meant when I kind of was saying I, I'm not the best at this. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't do what probably maybe I feel like I should do. Yeah. Above and beyond, I do kind of the basics. Um, so, like, we pray before every meal. Um, I mean, Tessa is two, and it's the cutest. She folds her hand. She repeats after me and says a prayer. Um, and a lot of that I learned even, you know, that was modeled for Sorry. You're that okay. was um, That was modeled for me. Um, so I try to model the same things that I was taught, um, you know, when I was a kid. And we've, we've not started doing this because Tessa's not quite talking the greatest yet. But um, when we were kids, you know, my youngest, my younger sister would always say a prayer and then either my brother or I would say a prayer and then my dad or my mom would pray at every meal. That was, that was how we did. And so, um, you know, I, I try to encourage my kids. My older two do not like very often to pray. (laughs) So I'm trying to get Tessa in that habit to pray at meals so that she kind of learns that. Um, And then I always pray as well. Um, I pray with Tessa before bed, Zadie, um, Zadie more or less puts herself to bed, so we don't pray together always before bed, but when she was younger, we did, that was something we did, um, so I try to do that, just make sure, I, w- I guess I try to model different behaviors that I feel are who God wants me to be, yeah. so that, you know, different, so my kids are seeing that. I Outside of prayer, what, what other things do you, um, do you have scripture throughout your house anywhere, do you at, from time to time, do you read scripture with your kids? Or Yeah, okay, I mean, I, that's why I said I'm not the best at this, I'll be hey. honest. Um, I, know, I mean, I, I think there's it. probably some scripture on my wall, I don't okay. know. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, it's Midwest Ohio, and pretty much everyone has scripture somewhere. <laughs> this um, is not the Bible <laughs> Belt. <laughs> well, no, um, I think I, I try with, with Zadie, Zadie's in that age where she asks a lot of questions. Yes. Um, and so I try to answer her questions. Um, she has a lot of like, you know, well, how did this and how did that? And in regards to like our faith and things. And I try to make sure that I answer them um, the best way I can. I know there's been a few times where I've kind of came to you or came to Life Group and I'm like, I don't know how to answer this. I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, so um, I think. I think I, ju- I just try to model. I don't really have a lot of things that we do. I mean, we pray together. Mm-hmm. I try to make sure, you know, when we go on trips together, and again, this was modeled for me. Um, when we go on trips, before we leave, we pray in the car as a family for our trip, that we're safe, that the other drivers on the road are safe. Yeah. Um, when, it's interesting too, because when, when we see an accident, when we are on a trip, and I actually, I know Craig and his kids are sitting back there, I actually learned this from Julie Weisner. Um, really? Yes, when we see an accident on a trip, we stop whatever we're doing in the car and we pray for whoever's involved in that trip. And I actually learned that from Julie Weisner. That was something that when I've been with her when I was younger, that was something that she did. And that's something that I do, you know, with my kids. In fact, you know, Zadie's seen an accident before me and has said, Mommy, we need to pray for them, you know. So I try to, I I think a lot of things that I do with my kids are things that I learned. Um, Absolutely. And I think sometimes it's, for me, it's the subtle things like, while I may not sit and do different things with them, I hope that my kids see me taking the time to read my Bible or to do a devotion that that they realize that that's a priority and that's important to me. And that I think a lot of times we try to like teach our kids by like grilling it into them. And I think sometimes <laughs> modeling that behavior is more appropriate. So rather than do as I say and not as I do, do, do as I, I do. Show them the way. And, and actually... David even said, show me the way into everlasting. Teach me the way into everlasting. And folks, it, it matters not if you haven't. It matters now if you do. However simple and however small. How many of you parents feel like you don't have it figured out how to 
guide your kids spiritually. All right, congratulations. I think that's a lot of us. Um, the trick is, even if you don't feel it, like you've got it all together, continue to push forward with what you have. Because your kids, congratulations, your kids pick up what you do and they carry those habits with them and they teach their kids. For some of us, it's about breaking the cycle behind us because you didn't have anybody to model this for you. And now you're the one that breaks the cycle so that you can start a new one with your kids. Kelly, I want to say thank you. I just think another thing that I think was also modeled for me, and I used, I used to joke that we were at church every growing up. Every time the doors were open, yeah. we were here. And if the doors weren't open, we had keys. So <laughs> <laughs> we were here. <laughs> we were here all the time. And Please I think don't freak me out if you're here <laughs> and you saying, got keys. <laughs> we had keys. So we were here all the time. And I think that's something else. Like, church is a priority. We make sure that we're here. Um, I don't, like like we said, Aubrey came to me at 16. I've not forced her to go to youth group. She's not necessarily interested. We've gone back and forth a few times, like, just try it. You know, it's just not her thing. And that's that's been okay for us. Yeah. Um, but just modeling that church is important and that coming to church and being with your faith family. Um, for me, um, I go to my life group. My kids know that on Monday nights, that's where mom's going to be during life group season. Um, and Aubrey knows that, if I don't have to bring the little ones, I'm not. So if Aubrey doesn't have basketball or another like school event, she knows that she's going to be home because <laughs> she's going to put the other two to bed for me. Um, so just modeling that behavior that that I want to invest in my spiritual walk because I can't lead my family unless I'm being led. So that's awesome. And uh, as a pastor, I did not pay her to say that. Um, but that's that <laughs> that's that's so that's so important. I mean. The fact that you, they know, and I can tell you, ladies, that's where she is. She's not, she's not saying, I'm going to life go group and not show up. Um, that's where she is. That the fact that they know that that's what you're doing and you're being intentional with that speaks volumes. So thank you for sharing some things that, that you do to grow your, your kids spiritually. And hopefully um, parents out there, guardians, can kind of do the same and uh, keep doing that. Heavenly Father, I thank you that... Um, that there are grandparents and, and parents here and aunts and uncles who, who really are trying to get their kids battle ready to step into the world and be warriors in a place in a world that just wants to eat them alive spiritually. Lord, may these moments be those moments that, that you use to impact our, our, our parents and our kids. They're so important. They're so important to the kingdom of God and to you. We love you and we thank you. It's in your name we pray today. Amen. Kelly, thank you so much for... You can applaud now. <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah. Wow. The peanut gallery sits over there on the left. Really glad that they're here. Man, um, you know, we're going to pass on, move on from that here. Um, I, I want to encourage you next week, um, right here on Sunday, it's kind of, it's going to be a one and done. We usually have sermon series throughout each month, but next week is a one and done, and it's called Church Hurt. Um, church Hurt is real. It's very, very real. Uh, people have walked away from God because they've had moments within the church that really hurt them deeply. And I want to encourage you, um, should you know somebody or someone that has walked away from Jesus because they've been hurt by the church, I'd encourage you to invite them in for this conversation next Sunday. It's a reality that we should not ignore, but we should address head on. And so uh, I encourage you with that. Um, today, we're going to wrap up our series called Fire. Um, so 
the scriptures today come from 1 Samuel 10 and 17. As kids, we love to pretend, don't we? I remember um, as a kid that I, m- me and my friends, we loved to pretend that we were a part of the re- uh, Rebel Alliance fighting the Darth Vader, and uh, <laughs> right? And I loved to be Luke Skywalker. I also loved to be Pele. He was my favorite soccer player. And I would pretend to be Pele in my backyard. Or hammering Hank Aaron. Just knocking the ball out of my backyard into somebody else's backyard. We love to pretend, right? This is why uh, things such as Comic-Con are so popular, right? Because... Even as adults, we enjoy being someone else for a moment, don't we? This morning, I am before you dressed as Ralphie. Missing the glasses, by the way, and the Red Rider BB gun. But I'm dressed as Ralphie from one of my favorite movies, A Christmas Story. In the outfit that Ralphie received from his Aunt Clara, who labored under the delusion that Ralphie was perpetually four years old, but also a girl. But I can definitively and clearly tell you that I am not a bunny, or a rabbit, or Ralphie, right? Or a girl. Wow, thank you. I wasn't going there, but sure. Or a girl. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, I am I am Stephen Ambrose dressed in a costume, right? There's a fine line between pretending and hiding, isn't there? Pretending is kind of make believe, right? I make I, I made believe that I was a soldier running around in the yard as a kid. I made believe that I was Pele. Or I was Luke Skywalker with a cool lightsaber. However, with, with pretending, you know the reality. And you will eventually return to reality. But with hiding, make-believe and reality have a blurred line, don't they? And in fact, the blurred line enables you to hide from reality. I want to tell you that reality is reality no matter if you're hiding or pretending. There's a moment in the Bible of a man that was called of God to be leader. It was in a transitional moment in the nation of Israel. We are in a transitional moment in the nation of the United States. And for Israel, they demanded and cried out that God provide them a king, a physical leader. And so God told the prophet Samuel, about this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the tribe of Benjamin, from the land of Benjamin. That man is Saul. And God told Samuel, you need to anoint him as leader over Israel. And notice what God said, because he will deliver my people from the hand of the Philistines. I kind of imagine the Philistines, no offense, but like the team up north. Ishigan. Right? There are these giants that loom above us. And so, what happens? The next day. Samuel met Saul on the road. They had this conversation, and by the end of this conversation, Samuel took a flask of oil. Simply, something like this. Took a flask of oil and had a very private moment with Saul. And put the oil over Saul's head and said, Has not the Lord anointed you 
leader over his inheritance. Well, this was a private moment. Eventually, there becomes a very public moment. And it almost looks like the NFL draft selection. Right? Samuel brought all the people of Israel together. There was this huge fanfare. And like the NFL draft selection, it started paring down. He brought forward the tribe of Benjamin. They're the, they're the tribe that is chosen. And then clan by clan, he called out until he got to Martri's clan. And then out of that clan, there was the family. And he called out Saul, the son of Kish. But here's the thing. When they looked for Saul, he was nowhere to be found. And they were like, is he late to the party? So they inquired of God. Has he come yet? Is he here? And the Lord knew exactly where Saul was. And the Lord said, yes. He has hidden himself among the baggage. Now, wait a second. Isn't this guy supposed to be leader of the whole nation of Israel? Not only military leader, but spiritual leader? And when it's that moment, that NFL draft selection, and they call his name, right? I love it. They call his name and have his uniform ready to go with the hat, he doesn't come out front stage. No, he's backstage hiding among the baggage. You know, when we hide now from God's call, it's much easier to hide from God's call later. When you run from God's call today, it becomes much easier to run from God's call later. I'll admit, I hid. And I wrestled. It was 2010 when I knew that God was calling me to preach, but it was 2011 on Martin Luther King weekend at a youth retreat that I finally quit running and quit fighting and said, okay, you got me. Let's do this thing. I don't know how to do it, but let's do it. It takes courage to step out on God's call. And I wondered if it's, if you say, if you hide from God's call today and it's much easier to hide from God's call tomorrow because you hid today. I wonder if the antithesis is true. That if you say yes to God's call today, however small it may be, if it's actually easier to say yes to God's call tomorrow. I found something interesting about Saul. As I traced the line from his hiding among the baggage, when the time came where the Philistines showed up. We find Saul doing the same thing. Because this, the time did come. The Philistines gathered for war against Israel. God called this man to lead his people into war and to deliver them from the Philistines. Saul and his army assembled they camped, they drew lines, and then Goliath, Ishigan, that team from up north wanting to decapitate Brutus. Amen. <laughs> hey, it's coming, my friend, it's coming. <laughs> the scripture says that on hearing the Philistines' words, his booming voice and his towering persona, that Saul and the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. And I'm speeding up the story. You can find it 
in 1 Samuel 17. But it says for 40 days they did this. 40 days the Philistine came forward every day, twice a day, in the morning and the evening. And they cowered, and they were terrified. And it was the same man hiding in the baggage. And as Kelly pointed out, your kids will follow what you model. Whether it's healthy or not so healthy, there is no neutral. And your people will follow the leader as well. And all his people followed him. For those of you that are in this room, I know without a shadow of a doubt, because the Bible tells me so, that God is calling you. All of us. He's calling you to himself. He's calling you to freedom from sin. He's calling you out of confusion. He's calling you into holiness and Christ-likeness. He's calling you into something maybe you've never done before. He's calling you to possibly forgive somebody. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, He's calling you to Himself to follow Him wherever He goes. I want to encourage you to say yes today to what God may be calling you to today. Because if you say yes today, it will be a little bit easier tomorrow to say yes tomorrow. This is one of those moments for Saul where he continued the same pattern. And then there was the DoorDash David. He came in on site for his brother's well-being and health. The same brothers that were a part of the army that continued to go back to their camp. But something happened when David heard Goliath. And David said, you know what, I'm going to stand and take lead here. This young man. And I found it interesting that finally, when Saul agreed to let this teenage boy, the shepherd of a boy, to take lead and go out and stand before this giant on behalf of all of Israel, you know what Saul did? Saul dressed David in his tunic. Saul put what was in his life on David. He put the coat of armor, the bronze helmet. David fastened the sword because that's what warriors do. That's what warriors look like. And he tried walking around. It was like Ralphie's little brother getting ready for going to school and he looked like a tick ready to pop. And then he falls on the ground and says, I can't get up. I can't get up. David kind of felt that way. And David said, you know what? I can't go in these. I can't go in these because I'm not used to them. So David took off all that was hiding who David was. Don't worry. I'm only going to go so far. Okay? But David took what wasn't him off. And you know what he did? He took the staff in his hand. What he knew. He chose five small stones from the river. Put them in his shepherd's bag. And he had a sling in his hand. If you ever look at Michelangelo's The David, the right hand of Michelangelo's The David is much larger than his other hand. And if you get a view from behind, you can see a little bit of the sling. Bernini's David shows David in this kind of motion about ready to take down the, the giant. And David went out and faced the Philistine alone. For those of you hiding among the baggage that are carrying things that aren't yours, I just encourage you to fling those things off that aren't yours. 
For those of you that are hiding among the baggage and you just want to take the first step out, take courage. Jesus says, do not be afraid. Take courage, it is I. He is the the one that fills the gap between your fear and your peace. Take courage. For those of you that have finally taken that first step out of that baggage and you're coming into the light, keep going. Keep doing it. God's got you. Step into the call that God has in your life. His word is like a fire in my heart. It's shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Today's your day. This is your moment. Step forward. Shrug off all that others have put on you as best that you can and step into battle with what you know and what you have. You will take down giants, I guarantee it. Because the Lord who delivered David from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear delivered him from the hand of the Philistine and the God who had delivered you before will deliver you now. And he will deliver you in the future. He's just asking you to step out. Would you mind just bow your heads for a moment of prayer? Heavenly Father, instill courage in your people. Fill them with your presence and with your power. And God, may your people become warriors in the world. Warriors of light. Ambassadors of the gospel. Dealers of hope and peace. Those who are extravagantly generous and those who are extravagantly graceful. Who season their conversations with the salt of the the word. Who are compassionate. Who are are kind. And who are loving. Because they receive that love from the God who is love. It's in your name, Jesus, we ask these things together. I want to bring a few things before you before we go. Um, one, our beloved sister in Christ, Jean Shaw, has, has now met her Heavenly Father face to face. Her faith is no longer sight. And so uh, we're going to honor her and celebrate her life this Thursday at 1030 right here. Um, viewing is on Wednesday. If you want to encourage the family, um, it's at Bailiff and Ely from 5 to 8 on Wednesday evening. And then um, also, uh, there's a funeral dinner that we are, or lunch, that we are going to um, have on behalf of, of Jean for the family. Um, funerals at 1030, more than likely the funeral dinner should be around noon. Uh, we're asking for some assistance. Many of you will be getting calls if you haven't already signed up on the uh, funeral dinner. Um, website those types of things but if you would like to assist um, please could you talk to Sandy the the head behind the piano right here um, on the way out as well Um, last but not least you were given some papers today um, hopefully by our wonderful people did they not they get papers yeah no papers papers Travis yes no maybe I don't know okay if you didn't get papers there's papers they're right out there at the check-in center it has our Wapak High School logo, and then it also has our Uniting Wapak logo on the backside. Uh, we, as love people, loving people to Jesus, love our community in very meaningful and practical ways, in very simple ways. Uh, this year, again, we're going to bless and bring joy to our teachers uh, all the way through our district, from Crowdersville Elementary to Wapak Elementary to the middle school into the high school. Uh, on that paper, you will, have, you will notice that there are some dates 
and times and places. You can have advanced prep. You could have meal prep. You can help deliver. You could help serve. If you wouldn't mind, please fill out one of these sheets, or you can go online to wapaknaz.org and look for that logo right there. It's our Wapak Redskins logo. Click on sign up. It has all this information. You can click on sign up with that. On the back side of that paper is this picture, the Wapak Nativity Drive-Thru. Uh, we are partnering again this year uh, with several churches, and it's going to look a little bit different. It's December 3rd from 6.30 to 8 p.m. That's the Children's Hometown Holiday Weekend. It's following the fireworks, and we're not going to be here on site. We're actually going to be at the Auglaize County Fairgrounds. On this sheet, we're looking for several things. One, we need some traffic people, people that are willing to dress up in a vest with a light and direct people. We're also looking for an angel, and we're looking for Mary. And if you have a deer stand that you're not using for this wonderful deer season, it's not wabbit season, it's not dust season, it's deer season. If you have a deer stand, we'd love to borrow it. <laughs> really. Because the angel's going to be up in the tree. <laughs> um, so please fill out this sheet. We definitely could use some help for that. It's going to be a wonderful evening uh, as families come through and finish that celebration. Last but not least, we're able to do these things. We're able to bless and bring joy to our teachers. We're able to do the Wapak Nativity. We're able to connect with our community in a very loving way. Because you, you have stepped out and stepped into the call that God has on your life. To be givers, because as Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than receive. If you would like to partner with Wapak Naz for the very first time, you can go to wapaknaz.org backslash give. You can go ahead and set up your account. Or there are joy boxes at the exits. Any of these papers, you can drop in the joy box as well. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the Wapaknaz podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you. And that you are moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community and to love people to Jesus.